are Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. As we do every week, we are bringing you all the biggest news in L.A. sports. We thank you for listening to the show. And I'd also like to point out, if you're only listening to the show and not following us on social media, you're only getting a fraction of the Guys in Shorts experience. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA, as well as any other social media platforms. And you can get all that info on our website at guysinshorts.com. On this week's show, we'll be talking about the Dodgers' first series lost since no one can remember when, <laughs> the Angels' inability to get any momentum going against not one but two teams from Texas, <clears throat> the Rams took on the Clippers, I mean Chargers, in a preseason <laughs> game that means nothing. I'm going to speak it to, into existence. Yeah. Yeah. The Chargers yeah. beat the Clippers I, of I, football. I, I, I will look far ball that. It does say LAC on the It does. It, they are the Clippers of, <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> Plus, the Galaxy played, and of course, Hammer has your favorite 30 seconds of soccer talk spread out <laughs> over 15 minutes. You wish. Ah. Plus, football season is less than two weeks away, Woo! and that means it's time to start drafting your fantasy football teams. We had our draft over the weekend, and we'll be giving you some tips to help you assemble the greatest fantasy team in fantasy history. That might be a fantasy. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> like our bold predictions. <laughs> you can yeah. take this to the yeah. bank. Yeah. Any yeah. of the advice yeah. we give you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Just send sure. us a chunk of your winnings. Oh, I am pumped. Let's do this. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Darren Besa. Big shout out to Eric Dickerson, who's going to retire as a Rams tomorrow. Yeah. That's a good kind of ED right there. There he <laughs> is. We love, we love ED. We love ED, yep. Ben Garcia. Hoopty hoop. And Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. Winter is here. The wall has come down. No Game of Thrones? That, that, I was going to say, that's got to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, no, no takers there? There's probably no other room where you'd talk to three other people and that have no clue what you're talking unbelievable. about. Unbelievable. I have no interest in getting to know anything about that TV show. I, really? I don't either, but I, I think we're in, I mean, we're clearly in the minority. People I, we're invested. We're, we're, we are we are pot committed at this point. You guys are booger eaters. Yeah, yeah, me and the wife, we've took <laughs> that we've took that slow plunge. We're we're easing our way into oh. it. So yeah. you oh. watched? We're we're starting to watch. We're only oh. on season one, though. Yeah, you'll get there. But but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a slow burn, but it gets you. All right. Once oh. once it once it sinks its dragon talons into you, <laughs> it's got you. <laughs> you foreshadowing something right there? <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. All right, quick, before we lose Ben entirely, <laughs> yes. we better talk I some we were sports. talking about fantasy. Duh. Different yes. genre. <laughs> uh, speaking of fantasy, how about McGregor thinking he could beat Mayweather? There we go. Ooh. That, that was a... Hell of a that segue. was a veiled transition. Yeah, that's there. why we pay you the big <laughs> <Been> bucks. <veiled. laughs> that's why you're the host of a podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, before we get back to LA sports, we should recap yes. the biggest thing everyone was talking about in sports? Question mark? Get hyped. Yeah. Mayweather McGregor. McGregor, of course, lost in 10 rounds. What do you mean, of course? But that goes to yeah. show you who the, that goes to, <laughs> what you just said right there. talking to Ben. But what you just said right there was, is, is important. It's McGregor lost, not Floyd won. won. That, so that yeah. tells you right there who everyone was paying to watch. That's very true. Yeah. Would you care to get I, your apology on record now? Will you have a chance, Ben? It's not an apology. <laughs> I, I was wrong. You know, and when you make bold predictions, you're going to sometimes be wrong. Um, <laughs> to you, that was not bold. To you, that was... But no, it feels good. But, that what I, but what I felt was that everyone was just, oh, this is going to be so easy. And McGregor gave it an honest effort. And, yeah. and I think that people walked away from the fight thinking he did a pretty darn good job with mm -hmm. only having six to eight months worth of training and really not having any boxing trainers in his corner. I mean, he was using his MMA guys. Uh, I think the takeaway for me that surprised me the most was I thought his one advantage was that he was going to win in the power punch department. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I noticed throughout the entire fight was I can't remember one power punch he threw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Everyone's talking about the amount of punches that he landed and how he landed more punches yeah. than Pacquiao, and he he landed those on Mayweather. But I, I agree with you 100%. I, he never hurt Mayweather. No. With, with the power that he had— uh, that he, that you've seen him use in UFC, you you never saw Mayweather um, 
get hit or get hurt. I mean, obviously yeah. he got hit. Yes. But but you never saw his head pop back. You, you know, mm-hmm. Mayweather's just so slick, so smooth. The head yeah. movement there, he just couldn't catch him, and he frustrated him. And and the interesting thing, there was a lot of tangle ups, but but I think a lot of that comes down to uh, with McGregor being a southpaw and that stance. Mm-hmm. That that has a lot to do with it. It's not that he. I think a lot of people were quick to say he's clumsy and didn't know how to box. But I think that happens in a lot of boxing matches where you have a traditional stance versus a southpaw stance. Yeah. You see a lot of wrap ups like that. So I don't think it's as bad as people made it out to be. But but also like you were saying, McGregor is the one who walks away the winner here because a take that I heard that I, I couldn't agree more with. He may have lost the fight, but his stock didn't go down at all. Correct. I agree. He yeah. can go back to UFC, still be yeah. a headliner because he didn't get embarrassed. If he wanted to box, which I don't think he should, he could because he showed that he can at least hang for for eight rounds, maybe not nine rounds, yeah. and maybe yeah. he, he can work on that. Yeah. But but his stock is still as high, maybe even higher than it was before, and he's got all that cash. If if boxing brings McGregor back to fight against, uh, if, if even he, like maybe the winner of no, he'll no. get killed. Yeah, no, yeah, he would get think, killed. No, yes. that's a guy. Floyd Mayweather was forty years old, and, and he, and he showed his years. age. Yeah, he showed his age. Yeah, I think if he fights, if he fights Floyd Mayweather. You know, at at thirty years old oh, or thirty five years old, I think it's ugly. Yeah. So you so you bring him back against some no name that he's got a better shot at. <laughs> I bring People him. will buy the McGregor fight. McGregor versus George Foreman. It's no. <laughs> I don't know if George can cut the weight to Wait. get down to one seventy. <laughs> Wait, doesn't George doesn't George Foreman aren't all his kids named George? Yes, they are. <laughs> George the first, George the second. Well, you know, one of the things that I uh, watching the fight was that it almost looked like when he was training, it was like you're trying to beat the Golden State Warriors by shooting three-pointers. And so mm-hmm. I kind of felt that I think his speed, uh, Mayweather's speed, really kind of disrupted McGregor and his training and his thought process on how he was going to go about the fight and was constantly probably training to defend and also to be able to, to hit the head speed that Mayweather has. When I think that what he should have done was hit a lot of the heavy bag and just really kind of went in and started, you know, chopping him right in the midsection and cutting that and cutting the ring off and, and putting him in the corner and and really abusing him when and throwing those power punches. And so when he didn't do that and he was just peppering him and really not throwing any punches with his legs, everything that he threw was it was just with his arms, All and then the in body. some cases, I think he was actually like there was one one occasion where he actually kind of threw a backhand. Yeah, where again he made contact, but it was a glancing blow. It never it never hurt Mayweather, and and I think that going into a fight, I think that you need to have a game plan to win with what your strengths are, not looking at what that person is and beating him at his own game. What McGregor's strength was, was his weight, it was his size, mm-hmm. it was his strength, and it was his youth. And that's what he didn't take advantage and of. I, and we got to give credit to El Tres. Yes, Tony. El Tres. Oh, yes. He 100% called his shot last week. He said, Mayweather is going to you know, take the barrage in the first four rounds, and then once he figures him out, then it's yeah. just going to be like clockwork, just chopping him down. Yeah. But then that's exactly what happened. The first three rounds were clearly McGregor because McGregor was the aggressor. Yep. He was yeah. he was bringing it to him, and and then after that, he just Mayweather figured it out. He's a genius, and he, he's yep. he's seen it, and he just he knew what to expect. And I, I wanted to bring up the scorecards. Did you guys happen to see the scorecards? No. Mm-mm. Only only one judge gave McGregor the first three rounds. And I really? thought it, oh, I, really? I, wow. I thought it was blatant that Connor won those first three. I did too. And only one judge gave it to him. So that there was a little bit of a bias with. And if it, if it went twelve, McGregor was never going to win it. Yes. Yeah. But that shows that there was a pretty big bias with the judges as well that they didn't want to give Connor any credit. It could also be part of that that figuring out and studying was just letting McGregor run out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. And and throw all those punches and and maybe the judges looking. Saw that those those are there's a lot of punches, but there's no meat behind well, them. It's 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 nothing nothing that's hurting Floyd. So maybe yeah. that goes into their card. That was the other thing that surprised me was that Connor gassed. You know, and I and I and I know you do the math. It's <laughs> yeah. you know, three minutes times twelve. It's thirty six minutes. It's twenty five in the UFC. But I mean, my thought process is that when you're when you're being choked, <laughs> or <laughs> when you're on the ground and and you're using all four limbs yeah. and and you're you know you're you're holding somebody down. That there was going to be more energy, energy expansion. expansion mm-hmm. than the, uh, expansion. That's not even a word. <laughs> Expended. <laughs> Expended than there would be by standing there and just defending, you know, punches to your face. And so that kind of surprised me. I, I didn't think with his with his younger age that he would get to that point. And 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 I'm going to be the first to say it. 
I think that the referee did the best job that he could have in the situation that he was yeah. in and that when he called the fight, I think it was the perfect time to call the fight. I don't think it was called early like Connor did, and I'm not going to make excuses. Mayweather was going to knock him out or he was going to hurt him if that fight continued. Wow. The, the only thing that I would say, again, and I don't think it was obviously rigged because they obviously went went at it, yeah. but it, maybe there was some type of handshake or something that, hey, if I'm wobbly – you know, go ahead and, and call it off and don't, and the Connor's going to say, oh, I would knock me out. Don't, don't call it early. But maybe this was kind of to save face, you know, with all the money that, you know, Dana White has behind him, that if it gets close, if it looks like, you know, he's going to, he's going to get hurt to call it early. So I don't know if maybe there was, that was something to do with it, but I agree with so you. So you think it was called early? I think it was because he was it, not defending himself. He wasn't himself. defending himself, yeah. but and his hands were up though. He also, yeah. if, if you've watched him in, in, in UFC, he, the way his body was still, he wasn't out on his feet. I no, think he, he was not knocked he, out. So, I agree. so he was, so he was still kind of moving. He was so tired that you know he couldn't but throw those the punches. Key, but that's yeah. the key right there. At the end of the ninth, you could tell at the end. It was of the, the round, end of the eighth. eighth. Oh, was it the eighth? Because yeah, if you remember, I had the ninth round yes. in our in okay. our game. That it was we one were of those rounds where he walked off, and I'm thinking yep. he doesn't have another round in. Yeah, and so he survived through the ninth. That's what it was. Yeah. So the ref. I mean, if we're seeing that, the ref is for sure seeing that. I I think he. I agree with you, Ben. Yeah. Which I hate to say. Sorry, Hammer. But well, I'm. I and that's the thing. It's it's a slight. A yeah. slight disagreement. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say regardless. He was, was totally going to win wrong. the fight yeah. yes. anyway, one yeah. way or another. Yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, wasn't everybody in this room entertained? Yeah. I mean, the whole McGregor, yes. his hands Absolutely. are behind at his back. At least it was entertaining. Yeah. I, Mayweather sticking out his tongue to the camera. Yeah. yeah. There was smiling. plenty of beer yeah. and the, oh, exactly. the pizza was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was I, a great I, night. I said it last week. It was a circus, but who doesn't like going to the circus? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's close that chapter and. Get back on some L.A. sports. The Dodgers lost their first series since, what, June Did we say June? Yeah, June we looked seven. June 7th. That's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, a few weeks ago I read an article that the Dodgers were the only team to not lose a series in that amount of time and that the closest team had already lost like six or seven series wow. in that time frame. So that's just amazing that the Dodgers have been able to go that long. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it goes back to injuries. They, they were without... Kershaw, yep. without Bellinger, and that I think that's what it took. And Wood is, yeah. has been on the yeah. disabled Wood list. Wood has been on and off. So I think it took, all the, all the injuries finally caught up with him to where they started to look human. But once these guys, you know, Kershaw's already, you know, getting called to the minors, he's going to start getting a few innings here and there. And Bellinger uh, says that he's healthy and he's ready to start coming back. So once these guys come back, you know, hopefully it's like riding a bicycle and they'll start to look invincible again. But I think they're just showing, they're looking human a little bit right now. And that's because the injuries are catching up with them. But to that point, Dave Roberts and the Dodgers, we learned this last season, they're, they're no dummies. This this might be you know crazy like a fox there. These guys are all taking their injury rest, and they're going to come ready Absolutely. come October. They're hoping they're going to be firing on all cylinders. Well, and so you talk about being human. And so I'm going to go back to last Monday when we last potted. They had a four-game series against Detroit. And they were one game away from a sweep. And that one game, Rich Hill throws yes. nine yeah. How are we not going to talk about this? Yeah, you're, you're right. Wow. Not only were they nine shutout, they were no-hit innings. Perfect. And would have been a perfect game, perfect game had there not been an error made by Logan Forsyth mm -hmm. over at third base. Oh. Uh. And so... Oh, thank you so for bringing close. that up. How do, how do we not bring that up? So, you're right. So 28 up, and you know, but no hits. He gets through, through nine at the Dodgers... Did not give him any run support. So it was a 0-0 tie. It goes into the 10th. The Dodgers, you know, because they're away, they hit first. They don't score. And the Dodgers, I think rightly so, because Rich Hill, it was only, yeah. I think he only had 92 pitches in so far. So they put him in in the 10th. First batter hits a walk-off home run, and uh, they lose one to nothing. Uh, that, was so, that was brutal. That's got to hurt. So, so they were one game away from a four-game sweep against Detroit. And then they go, and at the back end of the... the um, the hell do you call them? Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> the back end of Their the road trip. Are you, flowing. you must yeah. have young you have children a, You at have home. a newborn. <laughs> I know. Fair enough. The we'll back end of a road trip, and they they lose two of three to the Brewers. And again, it's they don't have their their full lineup in. This is the dog days of summer, mm -hmm. and it's it, there's no worry at this point. But I did get a text message from a really good friend of mine. 
uh, Cliff, uh, who we've mentioned a few times on the podcast. And as you all know, he's a big San Francisco Giants fan. So he uh, you tells mean the, the eliminated San Francisco uh, Giants. Uh, the hated in, huh? eliminated. <laughs> so so Cliff fans. texts me and he says, uh, you know, what would make my season is if the Dodgers made the NLCS and then got swept. <laughs> you know, because he's watching every game. And, and I think that that's, when you're a true baseball fan, you want to see. Not the only mess, yeah. are you watching your team, <laughs> and you may not be watching the games, but you're always watching the standings, and yep. you're always seeing how your your competitor is yep. doing. And so Absolutely. it's it's nice, Cliff, that you're always following Dodger <laughs> baseball. So thank you very much. <laughs> Just one more thing, back to that Rich Hill uh, almost perfect game. Some people were saying how disappointing that must be for the Dodgers, but yep. I think you can t- 100% flip it around and say Rich Hill is pitching no hit. You know, in August, yeah. close to September, yeah. and you're yeah. going to get that guy in the playoffs. And you know, given that he doesn't give himself a blister, that in the was my inning. only concern. <laughs> Literally, when he went out for the blister tenth, boy. I remember thinking Don't to myself, "There's 92 pitches." Well, you know, for everyone else who doesn't have get blisters, yeah, that's not a problem. They've got one more inning in them. But that was my concern: is that what yeah. if he misses two starts because he gets a blister? But you know, Rich Hill, who's not that he's been up and down; he's been solid. But to see a guy like throwing lights out as you're going into September, September and October, that's a positive. Because the Dodgers, I, I, I mean, I guess we could look this up. We're missing you tonight, Victor. Uh, useless oh, stat. When, yeah, was yeah, the, stat need some stats. when was the last time the Dodgers scored zero runs this season? I mean, they're putting up five, six, yeah. eight a game. So that was just an anomaly. Terrible timing for them to, to go cold. But you have a guy throwing no hit ball going into September. Yeah. Love it. It's impressive. Ben, they still skating all the way through the World Series? I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Angels baseball. It was not a great week. Nope, not at all. We went five and two <laughs> versus the Texans and Astros. Wait, five Basin? and two? That's a good week. No, no, uh, no. I'm sorry, two and five. Two and five. <laughs> that's, how, that's how rainbows and butterflies you are. You even flip the record. Five losses and two wins. That's how we roll here, yeah. guys in shorts. Yes, exactly. Not a very good week against uh, Texas. Actually, Texas, we only took one of the uh, four games. And even going on to Houston, we only took one of the three games. But however, you know what? We are still kind of in the wild card spot. We're only about a game and a half out. Royals, thank goodness, they're not also doing very well. They're actually... Two and a half games out. Uh, Seattle's not very far behind us, and uh, so is uh, Baltimore. But yeah. uh, I'm kind of a little bit distraught because we are getting no production whatsoever from uh, Ben's favorite guy, Albert Pujols. Mm. He has he, been... Shocker. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not a shocker. <laughs> he has not been doing good whatsoever. He cannot Him get into that trout. group. Him and Trout's Trout, Trout's yeah. hitting a... Huge cold streak. He sat out tonight with out neck tonight. stiffness, which I don't know if that was just maybe an excuse to give him a so my wife day tells of rest. Me. Or, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well yeah for <laughs> Trout neck stiffness tonight. Yeah. Sorry for Trout, who is what he's known for being one of the most consistent players in baseball. He's hitless for all five games. So yes, he did get that rest tonight. So hopefully, hopefully he tomorrow comes back. Yep. he comes back uh, strong against Oakland because we definitely. Need some wins. I don't know and, why uh, anybody would pitch to Trout. With the lineup that you guys have around him and pull holes hitting around him, <laughs> I mean, I would throw him cheese. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Ben, you know nothing. Pujols is around him. Everyone else is decent. Surprisingly, his on base percentage. How many is... guys around Pujols do you got? Or around Trout? Do you have hitting three hundred right now? All right. Uh, maybe okay. And how many of those guys are hitting over twenty five home runs a season? Uh, the defense rests. None are hitting. Over <laughs> I'm with you. You go Barry Bonds on Trout all day. Who else is going to hurt yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, at least at least he had Jeff, uh, not Bagwell, Jeff, uh, Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Mm-hmm. At least he had one other batter, but right now you got nobody around Mike Trout. Especially right now, because everyone's gone cold. You know, Cole Calhoun isn't uh, doing a very bad job. But Neither that's, is the, that's the bar. It's, Calhoun's been cold, and now the, but they, they just yeah. can't get they're, on the same page. On the same now, page. now Calhoun's hot, but Trout and Pujols are cold. Yeah. It's a fickle, fickle That's game. That's the angel it way. That is the angel yeah. way. And, so. and it's just more more 500 ball. I think we're sitting, what, and 66 and 65? Two and five is not 500 ball. <laughs> yeah. One game Well, we're 66 and 65, Okay, but we're still a game and a half out of the wild card spot. So, so Jeff, let let's me, get some wins. Let's let, get some wins, yes. Let me ask you this. Jeff, Darren, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that the Angels get one of those wild card spots? I'm going to give it a... Five. Right down the middle. Yeah, 50, right down 50 the middle. Chance. Yeah, it's a that, 50-50 that, right that's about on, now. That's on par with this season. 
Yeah. Yeah. 500. That's like a girl yeah. asking, do you love me? I, I like you a lot. Yeah. I give them a 10. <laughs> They're making it. There oh, yeah. You, go. you can Rainbow take it the to the bank. Yep. Take it to the bank. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be giving some fantasy football advice. Oh, oh people. Well, that is you got notepads yeah. out. That is a bad idea. Run, <laughs> you guys, run. are going to want this stuff. One way this or another, is... no matter how you feel about us, you either take what we say and you cash it in, or you take what we say and you go the complete opposite. There you go. Exactly. And cash yeah. it in. Either <laughs> way, either way, this information is invaluable. We'll also talk Rams, Chargers, and also the Galaxy right after this. To build a championship team, today's general managers analyze their players using data and metrics. What if that same information were available to help you maximize the success of your business? Enter Snowfly. Snowfly works with both large and small businesses to identify and collect data relevant to their specific goals. Snowfly's innovative analysis and reporting tools define critical behavior metrics in employees and can drastically improve your hiring and overall productivity. Go to snowfly.com or call 877-SNOWFLY. That's 877-SNOWFLY. Call today. We are back. In case you didn't know, we have a voicemail line. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call and leave a voicemail on it, you know, anything, anything that's on your mind. I'd still like a good flan recipe. Ooh, oh, chal- yeah. Chal- yeah. Challenge is still out there. <laughs> flan. You can call us at 562-450-3356. You can comment, ask a question, whatever. We'll uh, We'll play it. We'll play it on the show. Yeah, ask for more Galaxy updates. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what uh, what <laughs> that's all, what one listener did. They're all creaming at the bunch on that one. <laughs> and uh, and we have that voicemail right here. The guys have not heard this yet, <laughs> so here we go. Good afternoon, guys in short sports. This is Darren calling from Utah, aka the Storm and Mormon. Hey, there he question is. for you. Uh, first of all, love the segment uh, with Ben and feats of strength and things that uh, he can still, <laughs> he, he claims he can still do. I can and, still do. Uh, so, so I have a proposal. Ben, this, this question is for you here. Uh, I, I want to know, based on your uh, feats of strength, now, and I don't want to hear anything about, I could have done this back in my 20s or my 30s. I just want to know, could you today eat 50 hot dogs? And mm, I'm willing absolutely to not. Uh, fund any sort of bet that needs to go into this. To, to see if uh, if Ben can and would be willing to try to eat 50 hot dogs. That's all I got. Go Dodgers. Yeah, go Dodgers. <laughs> go Dodgers. I like how you ended that it. That is not even a feat of strength. <laughs> I I don't That's think just, Ben could do that. No, I could Nor would he want to. But Even I, in my prime, I don't think I could have eaten 50 hot dogs. I'd because, put my money on Hammer to do it. Oh, Oh, did you? You've seen me in a hot dog eating contest. I have seen you in a hot dog <laughs> yeah, eating yeah. contest. Well, I was just going to say that because I would never dip the bun in water just to get it down. I'm going to savor it. So I'd have like 12 hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. but there's no way I'd ever get yeah. to 50. Actually, you, I take it you back. Know my I, strategy. Would, I would not put money on Hammer. <laughs> I feel like I'd put money on anyone else besides Hammer. We're at, we're in Vegas, and uh, there was a hot dog eating contest around the pool. <laughs> and we'd been hanging out for a while, and... <laughs> And Hammer, somehow, we, we don't know where he is. All of a sudden, he's up on the stage at this hot dog eating contest. And we're like, yeah, this is awesome. Come on, Hammer, do it, do it, do it. And the, the guy says, on your mark, get set, go. <laughs> Everyone is stuffing their faces with these hot dogs, dipping them in the water and, and eating them. Hammer's just casually... <laughs> He, he was hungry. Dog. He just wanted a free lunch. <laughs> free lunch. <laughs> hey, those hot dogs look good. I said, I will enter your contest. And I just took my time and enjoyed my hot dog. A leisurely, uh, How leisurely many did you eat? You know the great... I, I ate one. Yeah. That's all you ate? I, it was a pretty big dog. And I just, I just ate one and just, and just enjoyed it. The great thing about that contest is right next to that jug of water was a jug of beer. And right in the middle of Eric eating all these hot dogs, he picks up this jug of beer and he pours it on his head. Yeah, just a random right. act. He just pours a jug of beer on his head. I love Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, there's no rhyme or reason for any so of that. So great. Ah. I feel like that's on par with most of the stuff you do. Yeah. Yeah. But I will it. say that I will eat out Darren, not eat Whoa. Him. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. There's your Whoa. episode title. <laughs> the Storm and Morgan, right? I will eat more hot dogs than Darren in a sitting. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's, I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> there's a mental aspect to that, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a Freudian slip. All right. We really need to <laughs> yeah. move on Moving quickly. on. Yes. All right. 
time for the guys in shorts fantasy football draft guide. I feel like that's, wow, a, nice that's a good enough title there. Yeah. Every time around this time of year, we, we draft football teams, those of us in uh, fantasy football, and everybody has their own strategies. We thought it'd be kind of fun to share the strategies that we implement. We're not going to give you the players to draft because there's plenty of that out there. This is more kind of the, the general strategy. Phil that, philosophy. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The philosophy we use to, to approach. So who went... I'll kick it off. Yeah? Hammer, yeah. what do you got? Go for it. Here, here's something that I, I think is often overlooked is a lot of these fantasy sites and, you you know, you can look at your Yahoo's and ESPN. There's a billion And, and there, there's all these uh, different people and they give you the generic list. This is your, you know, top such and such players by position or top 200 or 300, whatever their list is by. And you just kind of take whatever they're saying because it's their general who are the best players for set fantasy football. I think something that's often overlooked are your individual league settings. You need to oh, look yeah. at your league settings because every league is a little bit different. Some give more uh, points for touchdowns for quarterbacks. Some give bonuses if you you know players break off a forty yard run. Yeah. Some give some bonuses. you don't know because your commissioner just changes <laughs> it mid season all willy nilly without telling well, anybody. Doesn't go. tell yeah. anybody. Well, who would uh, do, who would who do would such do a that? thing? Uh, Dan Gomez, not to name any names. <laughs> Calling them out. But, no, that's good but, advice, so, though. So I think you need to take those things into consideration and not just go from a list top to bottom. If yep. it's a, you know, a PPR league and you're going to take a running back in the first few – Try to take a running back who you know is going to get a lot of receptions. Yeah. If it's uh, you're getting ten points per touchdown as for for a quarterback as opposed to five or six or four, then obviously you're going to want to take an elite quarterback in the first round because they're going to pay dividends because sure. you're going to get so many more points from those guys. So just look at your league settings before drafting. Don't just go with the list. Good look advice. at look at what your points are. Good advice. And and I'd almost argue also another good piece of advice is look at who's list this is and and if you can look up how they did the season before and eric and i <laughs> were talking about fantasy pros uh is a great website where they'll actually no, kind of show <laughs> well now we know your secret depending on how you use it <laughs> but th but they'll show who was the most accurate the yeah. season before and to their to their credit they take a consensus of they compile like a hundred different analysts yeah. and they give you the average of who the, who's picking who. So, so yeah. that's the good thing about, you know, if you really are invested and you want to go, I think that's another thing, maybe spend a little money, yeah. go to a site that you trust, do a little research. Cause there's tons of sites out there, but do a, you know, go to a reputable site and maybe invest some money on getting some advice. Yeah. Yeah. Let the yeah. pros do the work for you. Yeah. Or, or if you're me, what you do is you find a friend who knows football way better than, than I do <laughs> and hire him to be your GM. There you go. And then your only job is to talk shit and yep. to pay the money yep. and let him actually run your team. Ben, ben survived for that, how many years doing that? Many years. Won Six, multiple championships. Years? Yeah, yeah. won some championships. That is a strategy yeah. that I, I've yet to see duplicated. <laughs> yeah. I have never the, seen anyone the pay, only person pay the to lead, pay for pay someone else fee. to play. Yeah, pay the lead yeah. fee and then let someone else... Yeah. Do all the work and then just sit back and 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 talk, and talk shit. Back. Yeah, that's right. Well, not only was <laughs> it you, ben, you're last an innovator. Year, not only was it you last year, Ben, who came to the draft, but your two buddies. Yeah, and you the brought brain trust. and you brought a generator with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. yeah. He brought a backup generator. He brought generator. his own power for the for the laptop. <laughs> mm -hmm. He doesn't trust anything. Yeah. No Wi-Fi. I thought you were off the grid. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. The generator makes sense. It all snaps into focus now. <laughs> Wait, real quickly before we move on from the experts, it just did occur to me one more piece of advice that we should say: never listen to anyone from CBS Sports. Those guys are <laughs> terrible. That uh, Jamie Eisenberg and. Dave Roberts, or no, that's the Dodgers, <laughs> Dodgers manager. Dave Richards or some. Anyway, don't CBS listen. Sports, it's Dick a fine Richmond. website for playing, but don't listen to their experts. They're terrible. Okay. But, but lastly, don't draft early because all these preseason injuries that are occurring, Spencer Ware, Julian Edelman. Yes. Oh, you mean like we did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll pour Ken <laughs> yeah. on our league. Yeah. yeah, be careful, everyone out there. If you've been in a league with friends that you've known for a while, or maybe you've been in the same fantasy league, study your opponent. Know who's in front of you and think about their mindset. You know, there, there's a few leagues that I've been in and I know the guys pretty well and I've seen them, how they draft their teams and yeah. what type of players. So you kind of know what they're thinking before they pick. 
And so yes. there's there's a gamesmanship there, stealing a guy, you know, who you know, maybe they're not your favorite guy, but you're going to take them away from someone who's sitting behind you. That's half the fun as well. So I think <laughs> knowing your opponent. Yeah. I got another one that uh, don't draft a defense or kicker early. What's the early? What's is, early? I, I won't draft a kicker ever before the very last round. With I'd, no exceptions. Just, see, and here's where, all right, go back to my mm-hmm. first piece of advice. Look at the scoring. There's there's a league that I'm in that the the points for the kicker are huge. You know, the... So picking up... Okay, so maybe Cal- in so, that so league. So you get a little more like value in, for a kicker. I so. feel like that league is is probably the anomaly. Yeah. Most leagues, a kicker, you can, you can stream a kicker every week. And I'd argue maybe even in that league, you could probably <laughs> off <laughs> of waivers find a kicker where you're not giving up a spot. Well, but... There's there's few exceptions, maybe that one you have where to, I would draft a kicker before the last and round. And it's only if you can get an elite, you know, a guy mm-hmm. who's just like a, a Matt Bryant or a you know Gotskowski, Janikowski. Yeah. Guys Even who, then though, you know there's someone in the league that's going to draft that guy in like the, you know, 10th or 11th round and and then someone else is going to start drafting him. That's what happens oh, with defense. Someone yeah. will always draft a defense too early, and the tendency is for panic. everyone else <laughs> to start panic and start drafting defenses. It's like just wait because you can stream defenses also, you know. And again, Jeff, Jeff how, many, point, how many championships have you strategy, won? Jeff? Check your strategy. Check your check check your points. How many championships have you won that you didn't cheat because you took every first <laughs> oh, round pick from another team? Dare you? The, the the year before. How dare you? <laughs> That was not cheating. You could not have lost that. That was year. a legit. You know what? <laughs> that was a legit I'm, win. I'm that gonna, was a no, win. no, no. I'm going to back it up Ben It took me two here. seasons to win that I'm going to back up Ben because you traded picks from the year before and for the pick after. You you threw it all. I was an innovator. Yeah. How could you call him an innovator and not me an innovator? <laughs> I'm not saying it was an innovator. I was such an innovator it was that innovative. they changed it the was, rules after I did yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It was innovative. It just, you know. You stacked the deck in your favor, which credit to Jeff, you. Jeff had his but, the, 20, but the deck was stacked. Jeff had a 15-man roster. I still <laughs> was on my fourth pick. <laughs> oh, it was so great. That but was you the won. best season of fantasy ever. You never have the same team that you start off with. Never. Very, oh, you well, were the first guy to trade. Yeah. You you wanted to trade as soon as that draft was over. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm just giving draft advice. I'm not giving operate your team advice. I, I sabotage my team so Jeff, every why don't you year give by advice. trading too much. Jeff, why don't you give advice about not over-trading? How about you mind your own business over there, <laughs> Mr. I'm not playing fantasy football this season? Uh, who gives a shit about fantasy football? Uh, well, the thing to say about our league is that... You're first if you're not last, because you do not want to be last in our league, because the punishment is horrible. That's good advice. Implement a penalty, a penalty, penalty in your league. You that'll yeah. ch- that'll revolutionize your league. If you make a penalty for last place, and ma- you got to make it something that Stinks. you don't want to do really bad, but you're willing to agree to the to do it. The one in yeah. ten, one in twelve possibility of having to do it just to see Someone some of the other it. guys do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. It makes the toilet bowl much more interesting than <laughs> yes. the championship. Well, yeah, match. last year we, all we talked about was the last place game, and we, no, no one. I think we even forgot who was in yeah. the championship. Nobody game. cared. No, nobody yeah. cared. Nobody yeah. cared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'll say one other piece of advice: don't draft Patriots running backs. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't. never know which one Belichick is going to use that week. <laughs> yeah, they're unpredictable. <laughs> I think that's exactly why you you do draft a Patriots. Right they'll rush back. for 150 yards. Yeah, one, you know, Belichick, yeah, you and then be kicked out the start. next week. <laughs> you don't know which one to start, but you you may get lucky and get the one that that goes off for. But 200 you're not going to know when to start them. <laughs> You'll start them, and inevitably they get Play one the odds. point. You got a one in four chance. <laughs> Here we go, Rex Burkhead. Let's do it. That is a nightmare. I, <laughs> I do not do want to Well, if you need a wide receiver, uh, let me know because I have about eight of them. I, I do need a wide receiver. Total That's my wide receivers. Uh, actually, I kind of hoarded them all. Another bit of advice for this draft is after that top tier of wide receivers is gone, it's yeah. it's kind of a big open team. pool of everybody's the same. So yep. if you can't get one of those top guys. It's all about luck. Any other any other advice? Don't draft a Ram. <laughs> Don't draft a Ram. Oh. I think that's a, that's good what advice. about Cooper Cup? Come on. I, I, you wanted Maybe to draft in the late Cooper round. Cup? In the late in the late round, I you would have pick taken Cooper Cup. Rams I wouldn't defense? take him too early. You know what I used to do? Uh, I used to always pick, my last pick. I always picked a Raider, Mister Irrelevant. I re- I really did. Yeah, and that was that was the one pick that I when I would tell my GM, I'd say, "Listen, you pick the first fourteen, I get number fifteen. I get yeah. a Raider, and I would always get a Raider." I, I am a little disappointed. I don't have any Rams 
players on my team. I am disappointed that I got Amari Cooper. Dang it, I'm going to drop him now. He's going to be solid for you. <laughs> He's going to be solid. Let me know when you're dropping him. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> guys in shorts, those bold predictions. 1,000-yard, <laughs> 15 uh, touchdowns, man. He's really? going to have a hell of a season yeah. this year. All right. Well, I think that's I enough uh, fantasy football. Let's talk real football. Mm. Well, real football with an asterisk because it is still the preseason. It's preseason, guys. The Come Rams on. took on the Chargers. Chargers won twenty one to nineteen. Anything? Any takeaways from this? We were drafting actually during yeah, the yeah. game, it's, so it's, it's very hard to go ahead and draft and watch the Rams at the same time. What are you going to get when uh, ten of your first stringers don't start? So yeah, rest them. Yeah, rest what, them. That, and that's a smart thing to do because I think McVeigh is kind of bucking the trend at the third week. You throw in a lot of your first team uh, offensive line and defensive line. And for the things that have been happening since um, this preseason, you know, with all the injuries, why not rest them? I know Goff is not going to be playing next week against uh, Green Bay. So uh, preserve that. Make sure they're prepared mentally. We know or he knows that they're prepared physically. So just uh, learn the scheme, learn the plays and go from that point on. So you don't think there's anything to be said for coming in on a rhythm and getting that that game speed and getting those reps in a game situation, you don't think that's that's necessary? It, it is necessary, but you do a lot of that during training uh, training camp. You actually have a lot of that during uh, the first few series against uh, where we had the other two preseason games. But you're in a day and age now where you're cutting a 90-team all the way to 53. There is no 90 to 73 to 53 now. So you need to find out who those second and third stringers are going to be right now. Fire you know who your first teams are. So it's a fight for who is actually going to go ahead and make that team. So. Also, it, I mean, if injuries weren't a concern, I'm sure we would see more of the yeah. starters. But and And, you know, rhythm... I mean, how do you get a rhythm when you're yeah. playing, you know, a quarter, yeah. a quarter and a half anyway? And to argue against myself... Uh, I love that. <laughs> I think ben, take notes. You you could you could play in twenty preseason games, and it's still not going to be the same yeah. as when the real snaps come against a first team for sixty minutes. So I think you're not going to get that experience anyway until game one, week yeah. one. Yeah. So I do see the point of it yeah. doesn't matter till week one anyway. And I know Ben, you're really against preseason games. Should we kind of consider not having preseason I think, games? I think they should just be wiped. I think they should be wiped off the board. Yeah. I really do, but but like you said, how are you going to know yeah. which which forty guys to cut off your roster? Yeah. I you, couldn't this, say all well, of if them. If you remember the Chargers and and Rams during uh, training camp, you guys had a couple of fights against yeah. each other. So, so I think know. you okay. could get enough scrimmage in that in that time to get the team that you want, and then you come to week one and you just start playing. Yeah, I mean the fact of the matter is right now is that I mean when you start week one because the starters are not playing a whole lot of minutes, it's almost like they're preseason anyway. Yeah, because they're not seeing a whole lot of time, and I think that one of the things that that has happened in the NFL with the bar, the collective bargaining agreement and not being able to put pads on and not being able to hit past certain dates and all that kind of stuff is that you're not really seeing great football until weeks five and six and seven because it's taking them you know four to five weeks to even get into the rhythm of playing football in general. Yeah, burn it to the yeah. ground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and theoretically, no if you just take the minutes away from even those those few snaps. The, the the Julian Edelman injuries don't happen. And, you know, they may happen week one, they may happen week two, but I would rather it happen during a regular season game than during the preseason. Yeah. It does just feel like a waste yeah. when it happens during preseason. And then when you draft early, you're... you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're oh, draft, yeah. Yeah. Poor Cam. <laughs> I've lost several receivers that way, you know, in yeah. the preseason, and it sucks. All right. Well, I think that leaves one team left. Oh, the Raiders. Are you guys ready the to get depressed? Do you have Raiders to talk about? I didn't watch the game. All right, I, nobody cares. Next. But the Raiders lost, and <laughs> it concerns me. Next. Oh. oh. <laughs> Even though it's preseason, and and as Victor would say if he was here, it's preseason. It's preseason. It doesn't matter. But here's 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 my one and only take. The Rams Again, lost. That's why preseason doesn't matter Did not watch the game week. against <laughs> Dallas this week. But if the Raiders are as good as I'm expecting them to be, that means that the second team and the third team and then the team the the fourth guys that are trying to make the team should be better than everybody else's guys. And the fact of the matter is is that we keep losing. 
I don't think that's necessarily true. Your number ones are so much better than other number ones. But, but when they it, go down because of injury, off. but when they go down yeah. because of injury and, and it's always a, a game of attrition when you start playing football and that by week 12, week 13, week 14, you're going to have several of your number Something's ones going to happen out. at some point. You're yeah. right. So, so that's, that's the part that concerns me is that we may not have the depth. We, we, I, I do believe we've got the best starters possible that are playing to start week one. But if you don't have the depth, you're What's not going to make. that one guy goes down? You're not going to yeah. make a run into the playoffs, and so zero and three, or I think we're zero and three at this point. It does concern me a little bit. Mm. Mm. What a perfect lead-in to the LA Galaxy update. Oh, Uh-oh. when you do not have depth and injuries happen, Uh-oh. you can be in for a terrible season. <laughs> the LA Galaxy started the season not very deep, and they went on to have. Their roster just completely ravaged by injuries, and we're seeing historically one of the worst LA Galaxy teams in history, in the history of the franchise. Point total-wise, my eyeballs don't tell me that this is the worst LA Galaxy team ever, but statistically, this is the worst LA Galaxy Galaxy team ever. So since we last potted, the Galaxy have played twice, and... Trust me when I tell you, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I do not want to do Galaxy updates. Wow. But then don't. But, but ben just th- got excited. So much stupid shit happens that I just need to share how ridiculous it is at this point. So last Wednesday, they played the Columbus crew. And here's how things go for the Galaxy. Ashley Cole is called for a foul. Then the video review comes in and they give him a red card. So video review once again kills the LA Galaxy. So I thought it was the wrong call because here's the issue with video review. It's just a referee watching it on TV. It's not like... So it's just a guy's opinion anyway. Uh So he ends up deciding that it's a red card. I thought it was wrong. So I was bracing myself for the worst. Next thing, three minutes later, foul called outside the box. What happens? Video replay? A penalty to the other team. So now (laughs) the Galaxy gets their second video replay calls against them. The one positive is John Kempen, their third string goalie to start the season. Made say, the, I've never heard you say yeah, that name. He's, he made the save. He actually saved the penalty, which was a good thing. So I think, okay, maybe there's a little bit of momentum. Maybe there's some fight in this team. We saved the penalty. Less than five minutes later, we score off of a corner kick. Video replay. Video replay. Yes! They called it back. No goal. (laughs) João Pedro was called offside. It it was deemed offside. It was a glance off of his brilliant afro. It just ever slightly (laughs) touched his head, and they called him offside. So it was just that kind of day for the Galaxy. Three video replays all against them. And then right before the end of the first half, Columbus scored. And that's the worst thing that could happen is you let a goal right before the half because it deflated any momentum that they have, any positives that they had in the first half were taken away. Columbus went on to put a second goal away, but not before John Kempen saved a second penalty. So they saved two penalties in this game, but they still lost 2-0, but they avoided a 4-0 embarrassment. And John Kempen put himself on the map and... I don't know if you heard me talk about Brian Rowe, who started the season as our starting goalie. He's His era is officially over because with these two saves and he just hasn't looked good all year, I think he's broken. He's not coming back uh, to the Galaxy. So not only are we losing games, but we're losing games and then mentally destroying our other players as well. <laughs> So this oh, Sunday, great. oh, so that that was the midweek. Yeah, that, let's keep talking. That about was it. a happy yeah. Wednesday. So this past Sunday, my brother treated me to the game. They were playing the hated oh, San, that's right. San you Jose. Went, you went to the game on Sunday. I went to the I, game. We were all at uh, Victor's son's birthday on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that same birthday party where you had promised you would <laughs> dress as a dinosaur for his dinosaur themed <laughs> birthday party. And then you didn't show up. A three-year-old's heart was broken. That <laughs> Hammer wasn't dressed as a. It's an inflatable as a dinosaur. Rex. I still have the suit. I'll go. I'll go dance. Oh, dance oh, for oh. the child. I was looking so forward. <laughs> he to He should that. have showed up as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> so they play the hated San Jose Earthquakes, and San Jose lost midweek as well. They lost four zero. So you thought, okay, this is a chance for the Galaxy to win at the at home for the first time since April fucking seventh. Oh wow! They haven't won oh at home gosh. a home game, and they're coming against a wounded opponent. So my brother treated me to the game. He bought the tickets back in June, so I was more than happy to show him that tickets were available for less than ten bucks uh, on StubHub. And I know that's not what he paid, so he was pretty pissed at me because when he bought them back in June, he thought he was going to see a decent soccer game, not the you. 
know, complete dumpster fire that is yeah. the LA Galaxy <laughs> now. And prior to the game, it was revealed that Roman Alessandrini wasn't going to play. His girlfriend went into labor with, you know, their child. So once uh. I know he's out, I was basically preparing myself. Well, there goes the game. We're definitely not going to win with him, not in the lineup. And they started with some promise. They were attacking. They couldn't convert. And then the major turning point happened when Jonathan Dos Santos hit a beautiful shot and it hit the post. Oh, oh then, so close. <laughs> and then shortly after that, San Jose scored a goal right before the second half. Deja vu, just like I had mentioned, uh, you know, against Columbus. Uh, when you let a goal in right before the half, just deflated. It's, it's deflating. It kills you. So in the second half, we saw the Galaxy get another red card. Nathan Smith, one of their defenders, just went in with a... Was this legit or video replay? No, this was legit. Oh, okay. They didn't even bother video replaying it. <laughs> when it. When it happened live, there was a sound on the field, and it was just completely reckless. I knew right away he was going to get a red. It was... <laughs> that's the way the Galaxy's season has been. Guys just yep. completely hacking. When you talk about players internationally coming over here to play or not wanting to play, this is sometimes something they'll say with the Americans is, you know, they'll just hack and... It's too physical. And this guy, you know, Nathan Smith was completely reckless. He's made this mistake earlier in the season, and, and it was just a poor tackle, and he got a straight red card. So then a man down, down a goal. You knew it wasn't going to happen. But the Galaxy got a penalty called in their favor. Ooh. And then video replay took it away. <laughs> so, I mean, it is just unbelievable, the stuff that happened. And then after that video replay, they didn't get the penalty. San Jose scored a, sec a second goal, and people started flooding out of the stadium. As long as I've been going to Galaxy games, I don't think I've ever seen a, f a fan base at a home game walk out of the stadium disgusted. That's wow. what happened. The, the, the game was already poorly attended, just with the, you know, like I mentioned, tickets were, you so, can get tickets for less than 10 bucks. So the Chargers were going to outdraw them this week? The Chargers were going to outdraw them this week. But the fans were just disgusted. And I, I will say, for the first time, I had to walk out after 2-0. Wow. Whoa, you I, left? I left early. I left oh early. I, I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I, I've, you know, supported this team. I've made excuses for them. I've said they're doing this, that, the, you know, if it wasn't for injuries, it wasn't for that. But going back to Ben's point with the Raiders, when you s start with such little depth and then when injuries happen and, you know, call-ups happen and things start going wrong, then you don't have the depth to fill those positions. And then your players aren't playing with passion. They're not playing with heart. They look uninterested. I, you know, I, I I went because my brother treated me, but I, I wouldn't pay to go watch the Galaxy right now. You couldn't pay me to go watch the Galaxy game. They, they are they are playing so it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be a fan of the Galaxy. So Eric, I've never I've I always wanna... supported them, but I've never felt this embarrassed. And and the front office has just completely run this team into the ground at the worst time with a new team coming yeah. in this season. And it's just it's embarrassing so the product this. that they're putting out on the field. Ugh. How did it? Get, how did it get this bad? Because my concern with the Raiders is that they played Derek Carr too much money, mm -hmm. that they couldn't then support that second and third team, those those unnamed players mm -hmm. that come in and contribute mm -hmm. in areas that you need to win a football game. What did the management for the Galaxy do to put you guys in the situation now where you can't put a competitive team out on the field? They put too much confidence in their youth. They thought that they were going to have these young guys that they had on their uh, you know, reserve team come up and play an important role and fill in these spots and be able to hang with the first team in the rest of the league, and they proved this year that they can't. We saw them at the beginning of the year when injuries hit. You saw a lot of these young players, and you thought, well, maybe they'll get this experience, and this will be a little bit of a project. We'll see who has it, who doesn't have it. And I think the majority of the, the youngsters that we've seen, they don't have it. I don't think they deserve a starting spot on a major league soccer team. How is and this different than the Los Angeles Lakers today? Different is because they have the Lakers today have pieces that you see are going to be valuable going forward. The Galaxy does not have pieces on their roster so, right now. So you don't think they could be good no. in two or three years? No. Like we were talking no. about Ingram Gia and, and those guys. Giassi Zardes is is done. He's he mentally he's completely lost. He forgot how to play soccer. He, whatever he wasn't exactly the most talented he player. A Chevy ever. Chase, yeah, <laughs> can't tell a joke anymore. He can't tell a joke anymore. Jim Carrey, yeah, oh, oh easy. Ben, <laughs> but Not you know, cool. Roman Alessandrini is a bright spot. So he's the one player who I would you know build around. But Giovanni Dos Santos disappears. Jonathan Dos Santos is a hard worker and a good player, but he's not a guy who you're going to build your team around. Ashley Cole, who's been great, but he's 36 years old, so you're not going to build around him. There's there's no they're very. Roman Alessandrini is the only player on this roster that I would say you can build around. And, of course, my Portuguese brother, João Pedro. 
he he's he he started the season <laughs> rough, he's but he he's he's going to be a contributor. He's not someone who's going to be the star of the team, but he'll be a role player. He'll be a good role player for years to come. So those two players are the only two that I could think of. So out of a 20, you know, 24, 25, 27 man roster, two players that I am confident in building a team around. And so and so now you're going to have to blow it up. And when you blow it up, it's that's Takes you're in the hole for years. Yeah. So wow. they've but they've done it, damage to this team that it's going to take years for the galaxy to come out of. Well, it's, and, you it's know, bad. and when you get the stink of, of losing on you like the Lakers, it's hard. Have, it's hard. It's hard to, to get, get out players of there. Mm-hmm. because yeah. everyone looks at that team and goes, "Well, you know, listen, you might pay me the most money, but if I take just a little bit less, <laughs> I can go to this team and I can win." Yeah, it's the, really hard to start bringing players in when you're losing. The only thing with that is because soccer is global. Los Angeles is always going to be a draw to players from South America, from Europe. They're, but Los now you Angeles got another team to compete with. But now you have another team to compete with. You're right. But so Los Angeles is always going to be able to draw You don't more think San Jose players. would with like, you know, San no. Francisco being right around the corner? No. There's something about Los Angeles that is attractive. Don't you compare us to <laughs> Northern California. How Dare you? So How I dare you compare LA to San Jose. He's We're not even heartless. close. Shirts. They may as well be in Gal- another state. Galaxy are terrible. We're comparing LA to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need the galaxy in my life. They're making they make me angry around my friends and my family. Oh, I don't like it. Hammer. So I just want to say I haven't seen you this down. Uh, Chris, is this your last update for this? Chris season? Klein, Pete Vajenas, president of the LA Galaxy and front the guy front from office. American Pie. <laughs> yes, same name. <laughs> I just want to say. You guys can go fuck yourselves. Oh, Whoa! And wow! I will watch USC this Saturday, and that'll take over <laughs> and let me forget uh, about the Galaxy. The temporarily. number four team oh, in the country. Man, yeah, Hammer. Ugh. I'm sorry, buddy. So I hate this, to see you this like it? this. Is this your last update for the season? It went out when this ben week. is just chomping at the bit. <laughs> To, well, this this Saturday when there's nine video replays and they all go against the Galaxy, I'm going to yeah. say, you guys got to get a load of this. <laughs> and so this isn't it. I'm going to obviously do a recap. There's nine games left in the season. Maybe I'm not going to go as hard. But like I said, I don't want to do these when it's bad. With the, that but bad, but yeah. almost, when it's this bad, it, you need to let it out. I need to vent. I need to Well, we're to, glad to we could all loose. be here for you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Ben's holding minutes, up his phone. 12 minutes. 12 minutes Galaxy Eric. update. With two losses. That's how, <laughs> I, that's how I do with two losses. Yeah. 30 you, seconds trust my me. ass. Hey, when they win, my, my, my updates are shorter. You want them to win. There you go. <laughs> We're out of here. We're Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. You can also find us on Facebook and Reddit and, and all those. Get that info on our website at guysinshorts.com. There's also a store there. And again, please uh, leave a voicemail for us if you have anything to say, any questions. You can do that at 562-450-3356. And please share the show with all your friends. Review it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can subscribe there also. Good stuff. Good luck to all of you in your fantasy football drafts. We we expect a check when you all win. Yes. And we helped you by using our advice. Be bold. Don't play it safe. Oh, Go big. I like that. Buck the trend. (laughs) (laughs) Hire somebody to do it for you. (laughs) There you go. For Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) 